Hello. What's going on? Boom. I like it. Nothing much. So. Or what's going on, audience? Right. So, what's up, everyone? This is our new. I guess we're calling it a podcast. It's Mile a Minute Movie Talk. I don't know if that name is official, but that's what we're calling that's it. That's it for now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, we're rolling with real names. I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know if they can see our names. Well, I guess we'll find out once. Probably the video not. Is... I think it's just for the production. Yeah. Well, I am. You guys know Diligent I'm Dylan. Picks. Yes, Diligent Picks, and this is my friend Lucas. That's my YouTube channel name. It yeah, is. <laughs> yeah. This is your chance. Plug in your channel. Uh, I am currently Static Head Productions, though that might change, but that is it <laughs> as of right now. Okay. Okay. Very nice. Yeah, it's that or Lugure, which is L U, G U R E. That's my oh. Instagram. Okay. Okay. The Gray Films. Yeah, I should do at the end. I should be like, all right, where can they find you? you yeah. Know? Well, for those of you guys who don't know Lucas, um, he is a good friend of mine. We met at Joe Video, the last, the officially the last, <laughs> the once last, <laughs> the once last uh, video store in the North Bay over where we live in California. Yes, um, it's where I worked through college. Yeah, so we met 2017? 2018. I'm just going to say you're right. <laughs> yeah, I know, no, I know the exact date I started working because it was my oh, birthday. Well, th- there you go. Yeah. So we met in 2018. October 16, 2018. Oh, man. How many years ago was that? Uh, bu- 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 five. Five since we're in 2023, but technically like four and a half. Yeah. Well, since then, Lucas and I have become good pals. We go watch movies together. And we talk yes. about movies. I go to. I went to Joe Video every week. This is, I guess, the. Is this the first official week that we haven't gone to do our like? Yes. Or is it last? Today, week? Uh, it would have technically been last week actually. Yeah. Because yeah, last week was the first. First was a Sunday. So the idea behind this podcast, or I guess we're just gonna, I'm gonna call it like a movie talk show. <laughs> yes. For now, was because Lucas and I would see each other almost on a weekly basis at Joe's and just talk about movies and pretty much anything we're into at the time. So we, uh, this is kind of a nice way for us to keep that going and see where it goes. Yes. If you guys like it enough, we'll keep it going. To film. Yeah, I guess the idea is, right? Degreeable film (laughs) men. (laughs) Yes. Well, you definitely got the film degree. I I got, I almost had a film studies minor. Um, I could have gotten it, but I didn't really need it. Hey, communications, you communicate movies. There you go. Exactly. I did I did film in my communications major. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we uh, – where was I going with that? You go ahead. I, I lost my train. I don't think I was going to say anything. We were just talking about, yeah, that, uh, that we're both, yeah. Well, I um, – oh, yeah. So the, the idea really was to give us sort of – um, to bring the, the like the video store experience back, to, you know, because I think that's what we don't have as much communication like this anymore, where people yeah. can just talk about movies. It's like you text your friend, be like, "Oh, did you see this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that was like the whole thing with the video store was that like, oh, hey, we're we're coming in here and we're talking about movies with people, and it's like anything and everything movie wise, and you don't really have like a place to do that anymore because like. Movie theaters, I mean, I work at one right now, partially. Um, but yeah, like, we talk about mostly 
current movies and with your coworkers what you're watching, I guess. But like at a video store, it's like everything. Someone brings up some movie, you'll talk about that. And so it's like the whole amalgamation of just like cinema in itself, film, TV, and all that. It's just like a place to talk about that. And so make it more of like an audience engagement system rather than like you're listening to two guys talk. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that was always the fun part because we would just be talking and someone would come in and they'd be super into something and then we just exactly. kind of share our thoughts and help recommend other stuff. So yeah. that's kind of the idea. We want to we want to talk about all things movies, but you know, we'll throw in some TV shows, maybe even some music or games or mm. whatever whatever we're into at the time. Yeah, nothing's so. more uh, more brings you into having something to talk about than someone literally handing you something they're going to watch and you've seen it. So it's yeah. kind of like that thing is like oh we'll talk about something and then you guys will may watch it after and the next time we come on you guys have something to talk about we'll go back into that yeah so it'll be a nice kind of like there'll be some continuity yeah exactly <laughs> well yeah and that that's kind of the beauty of film no filler episodes right <laughs> oh there might be a few of those <laughs> we're this gonna have a beach Jan- this is january after <laughs> we're all. gonna have a beach episode <laughs> <laughs> for all you anime for all you anime weaves out there that was for you <laughs> the beach episode yeah i'll be the i'll be the guy that just has a different weird movie shirt on every week so i won't run out i got like 50 i don't think you will ever run out no <laughs> yesterday um, uh we had a game night and i wore my uh nope hoodie yeah if you guys have seen Sc- nope scorpion uh, yeah. king crew shirt yeah. hoodie yeah the scorpion king we're gonna have to uh <laughs> edit in a picture of that maybe later <laughs> um but yeah so this time is a nice time for film because it's a new year so Mm -hmm. lucas and i were kind of brainstorming a little bit and talking about how our year in review uh a lot of there's a lot of stuff we both watched exactly um, there was a lot of you know some stuff we absolutely loved uh we agree on there was there was some things we didn't like (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of surprising things too, and then even some guilty pleasures out there. So, what should we start with? Um, what was... Yeah, what was the what was the first thing that we wanted to talk about? Would well, we the... do um, just best and worst? Uh, that's our segment that we were going yeah. to do, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I feel like obviously we should just go with like best and worst. So probably say our worst movie we actually watched. I okay. That's a good thing. <laughs> Now we want to stick with strictly movies that came out in 2022. I think I think that's you, you can that makes just, sense. You could bring in like, hey, I saw this movie first watch, it sucked, and then you could talk about it yeah. if you want to. But yeah, I'm trying to remember. I know I I, I, know. I do a list. I'm OCD about that, so I like log every movie in a list, loosely rank them. It's okay. I do the same exact thing. Yeah, but. But I purge my list at the end of the year, so I've already done that. <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't, you don't have what? Uh... I technically, I'm just kidding. I do have a list. Yeah. I use Movie Lens, which is a free plug? website. Is that a plug? Oh, a free a plug. One hundred percent plug. Um, uh, for anybody out there though, you cannot import Letterbox stuff to it. If you have IMDb though, you can. Apparently you can if you're like a super yeah somebody made a GitHub nerd. script but that's off track. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think you should go first because I don't know. I think I've pretty much talked about the worst movie I've seen, mostly um, when we worked okay. at the videos. Whatever. I, 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 I have a good one. I did enjoy this film, so I don't know if it's technically the worst movie, but yeah. 
for a movie that I truly saw for the first time, which was one of the last movies I ever rented from Joe Video, handpicked by Lucas and Omar, <laughs> another... Oh, so you're going with first employee. watch instead of like a release, too? First watch, first watch, but also lowest rated film of the year. Yeah. Uh, goes to Jason X. Oh, and all cinema. its glory. Cinema at its finest. Well, honestly, I greatly enjoyed it. I should have yeah. watched it. It should have been like a movie night, like a blockbuster exactly, background yeah. movie. But watching it by myself, I still had a good time. Yeah, there's so it many actually... movies that are like that. That's the thing. Is like, I know this movie's not good, but I will... I'm just going to say I had a fun time. Exactly. And that's, I think that is one of the things you actually discover a lot out of video stories, the so bad it's good movies. Yeah. Otherwise, you're never going to hear about them. The yeah. algorithm, the Netflix algorithm is never going to get you to watch The Room. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> it's, it's your, your limited, especially with streaming services. That's why it's good to have like, you know, like Movie Lens or like Letterboxd, IMDb, all that stuff. It kind of like maybe kind of curates but it's still an algorithm but like if you go like deep diving and some random stuff you'll find it but like nothing's more encompassing than the genre section at like a movie store and so off yeah. the wall which was our cult section at my mm. video store oh there's some beautiful trash there <laughs> so, yes uh some flaming hot garbage of amazingness yeah that's all um, i got i don't think what was yeah, I can. I'm just gonna go for a movie like released that year because that's what I was gonna do. Yeah, yeah, um, you do that. I don't. I kind of wanna. I'll say what that was, but uh, I also kind of wanna look at like what was my <laughs> lowest rated uh, movie that I watched last year too. But um, as of right now, the worst movie that I say I watched that was released in the year 2022 um, was uh, what's it called? Um, Blonde. I watched Blonde and I hated Ooh. that. Oh. <laughs> uh, I watched I watched uh, snippets of Blonde. Yeah, um, um, I watched like 15 minutes and I hated it. And then I kind of just put it on like 2x and kind of skipped through. And I, I that was just like traumatic. <laughs> I think you I think you single handedly uh, dissuaded me from watching. Yeah, because that, that movie was like grossly like I get what he was going for. Like everything he was like, I want to make Passion of the Christ, but with like. Marilyn Man Monroe. I was in Manson, <laughs> but um, no, just don't do <laughs> that with a real person. Into, right? I don't. I don't know why you would do that. It's just like it was kind of weird, and it wasn't like tasteful at all. But also, wasn't like I just didn't like it. Um, mm -hmm. In the sense that, like, a lot of it just felt ex like exploitative. Exploitative. Yeah, it was yeah. very exploitative of like the person, but also just like it felt like we're gonna make these really disgusting like images of like the worst moments of this person's life and like literally mm -hmm. make if this person was still alive and they saw this it would be like literally their eternal hell and that just feels like super bad i just i did not like the idea of that mm -hmm. like, as someone as someone who loves marilyn monroe yeah i was i was really looking forward to that film and i thought from the trailers that it was going to be amazing like um i like the way they did the trailers because they were so like mysterious but and I, you know, to her credit, I do think, from what I've seen, uh, Ana de Armas, I don't fault her in any way. I think she did a great job mm -hmm. with what she was given. Yeah. You know, I don't know. If, I don't know if like five years down the line, she's gonna say like, I regret making that movie or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But you know, like, if you're if you're an actress in Hollywood and you're given the opportunity to play Marilyn Monroe, like, how could you pass that up? Yeah. You know? I mean, like, you know, in the end product there's only so much you probably really 
knew in terms of the, how it was going to come out too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, Blonde. <laughs> I I don't know if I'll ever actually fully watch it. Yeah, um, I don't think I ever will. Just no interest. I also know it's like really it's long. It's like that... almost. I think it's just under two hours. It is. And you mean three hours? I feel like it's no. It's just under two. two. One hundred and sixty-seven minutes. So that is two hours and. 40s? No, that that's that's two hour. Yeah, that's two forty yeah, two forty seven, right? Yeah, yeah, just under three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just under three. It's like, uh... well, can I cheat for the surprising? What I thought was the most surprising. Um, I want to pick two movies. Yeah, let's go surprising and then end with best because I think that's a good order. Worst, most surprising. Yeah. Or do you want to go most disappointing first? Well, let's even yeah, it let's out. Start with the. Let's yeah, even it out. I forgot about this. Happy sad. Okay, let's go. <laughs> What's your most surprising? I feel like we might end up in the same. I think you might. You, boat. Yeah, we might agree on both of these. Yeah. Um, well, it's got to be Ty West and his Ooh. now soon to be trilogy. Okay, that was that was oh. not what I was expecting actually. Oh, I think I know what you're gonna say. I, yeah. Now. Yeah. But, um, um, X and Pearl. Uh, the fact that we yeah not Pearl was already surprising just from the point we yeah. got it the same year and that it's a prequel, but the fact that they made both yeah. films and they came out the same that was year, such like a, they were both so damn that good. was such a hype boost after watching that movie like what the fuck was it that was dope and then you're just like Pearl and you're like what and then it's just like here's a trailer and you're like I okay I'm already invested in this universe yeah. like I definitely liked Pearl way more than X but I thought X was like a really fun love letter and all of the movies mm-hmm. are kind of like love letters to certain genres like. I can't wait for Maxine because it's a love letter to the erotic thrillers of like the eighties, mm-hmm. like um, Body Double and stuff like that. Oh, it'll be it'll be so fun. And you know that's the thing. Like I think for you and I, Pearl is like a film lovers movie, so I can see why we both yeah, exactly like it more, that I've, it it when it I... really feels kind of like tidbits of like I don't know, kind of like the character driven stuff, like Technicolor. yeah, like Taxi Driver style, like King of Comedy. I'm going crazy and going down a spiral but you're focusing on not as often but this time a female character but it's in the 1920s uh 1910s because it's uh spanish flu but yeah like like that was just really fun and also mia goth it's like the year of mia goth yeah it was mia goth's showcase this year and it's gonna suck when she doesn't get an oscar nomination but (laughs) yeah horror but um she so yeah i think just to say one last thing so like with x i think the horror community actually likes x more than Pearl, yeah but x, uh but as a horror film x is yes. very much a horror film and pearl is very much to me at least a thriller like it's a i do think for both thriller of... with horror elements you know the funny thing is i think for both of us we had bad experiences seeing x in the no theater. i didn't remember i had the best experience well you saw it alone i saw right? it alone by yeah. myself but, at 11 30 in the morning <laughs> But that can be a bad experience, like for a the- you don't want to see a movie in the theater by yourself, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was. It, it was back when I was uh, finishing up my last semester, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna go see a movie. Oh, X is out. Okay, walked to the theater. I went to SF State, so I just walked over to uh, Yield. Um, what is that? Real uh, Regal, Regal in the mall. Oh, okay. And I went and saw it, and it was very weird, but it was also really fun. Well, my friends will never. Um... <laughs> It's just an ongoing joke, and every time we see each other now, we have to. It's like no matter what we, what movie we watch, we one of us has to just blurt out, "Do you guys want some candy? 
because we had someone sitting next to us in the theater just constantly asking us every like 10 minutes 20 minutes hey, you guys want some candy and like we we kept telling them no thank yeah. you yeah until we finally like got yelled at by someone in the audience because that and another friend of mine were smirking and laughing at the, <laughs> the film so you know it was it was rough but yeah i think that i think that movie will only um improve upon rewatching yeah viewings. especially after seeing pearl there you know they're both connected and there's a lot of hints to like oh hey now there's going to be like a thing where people are going to be like you got to watch it in chronological order start with pearl mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah exactly and that's that's actually what i'm really looking forward to because i have a few friends who want to see pearl and they haven't seen pearl so i'm like we should start yeah with that pearl would be yeah like that's much x um so. Yeah. Okay, so my most surprising, I feel like, is a lot of people's actually, which I think you know what it is, is Barbarian. <laughs> That's not. Oh, what, I what do you think? Yes, no, tell me what you bit, thought. That, well, we'll save it because I think it's probably going to be one of our favorite. Okay. Films. Uh, one of our Barbarian, favorite. yeah, because like I'm just looking <clears> at like my top ten. I'll just these are in no order, but like sure. you know, I got Pearl, like Prey, Decision to Leave, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Fableman, Norseman, Batman, you know, stuff like that. And then Barbarian's in there. And I'm like, let's look at this guy's, like, every one of those directors that did those stuff, or their, our name, our house, not household names, but like, no names in film, or they're like, a known franchise. But Barbarian was a new IP by the guy from Whitest Kid You Known, who had only directed Miss March, which is a horrible movie I had seen when I was, like, 12. It is, like, almost meta to the point. It's, like, so bad, it feels like it's trying to be meta, but, like, it's not. It's just, it's, like, so weird. Anyway, not talking about that. He did Barbarian. (laughs) I read, like, the whole story how they got it financed, which is hilarious, because none of the studios wanted it. They're like, why do you want to do a two-act movie? No one does a two-act for your, essentially director debut because they don't be co-directed as much and so they're like and you want like you know two four million dollars on this weird movie that has a weird act structure you pull a scream and you know do something i don't want to spoil it actually (laughs) if no Uh, one's seen uh, it but like you know there's a lot of stuff that like it just on paper it sounds really bad uh, for like trying to make this your first film, and then it like was really awesome to just go in blind and see that movie, and it's just it's like very much has the elements of horror that you kind of miss with some of the stuff, just like this crazy thing going around, and you're just like this crazy thing going on, something that you don't expect, a lot of claustrophobia, a lot of darkness, and characters that that maybe small points might do something that you wouldn't do, but it's kind of shoehorning you in a way like, oh, they have to do certain things. And then also a lot of decisions they make are kind of like stuff that you would probably do in that situation. Yeah. Similarly. So it it felt really realistic. Also, there's just some like very funny comedic stuff. Justin Long is great in it. Um, And just the way that they frame it, the way that they kind of steer the audience into different directions with their false narrative is really great. So I just thought that I was super surprised that essentially someone who just became like a random screenwriter and kind of laid low for the last couple of years came out and did this after not being really a, a name known for like the last decade. Yeah. That, um, yeah. Barbarian. If I had to, if I had to do like a, you know, for sure list of, like yeah probably like top three barbarian would have to be yeah it's a movie that you don't want to talk about like you don't want to hear someone you want to you want to see it 
you or, unless you're this. one of those weird people that like to look up plots before you see a movie. I know people like that. I'm joking. I'm no, there those people exist. Weird. Those people exist. Was, I know. Uh, I was I was I was jossing. We love you. <laughs> well, I think those are we we it was okay. First of all, this year or 2022 was was like a landmark year for horror. Uh, landmark year for horror, and I'd also say it's just like a very good year compared to like the last two years. Honestly, yeah. I did not watch like a lot of the nominated stuff from 2020 and 2021 because I was just like, these are not really appealing to me. And I watched a lot of just like indie stuff. And also they were the two lowest years of movies released that year that I'd watch. It was like 30 or 40 each year of movies that were released in that year. It was very yeah. low watching for me. A lot of yeah. film studies because I was in college. So, you know, it's kind of like my back year i was trying to get back into it at the end of 2022 and now i'm gonna 2023 is gonna be a strong year i've already nice. watched like four movies so i know i'm with you there it's already so we're already starting out pretty good yeah one um, rewatch already so nice and we'll with get to you. that we'll, oh yeah we'll get to that at one point <laughs> um disappointing yeah so i yeah i forgot to write that one down <laughs> so so what movie did you hype up or were hyped about that mm. was not what you wanted and not good uh you know if you have one, in your opinion. yeah i was gonna say if you have one to start with like off the top of your head go for it because like i need to think i about hated dr strange oh i, I remember okay. i remember you not liking that version. i wouldn't say yeah. i wouldn't say hated that was a hyper bowl but uh i definitely did not like it uh <laughs> there's a i have a screenshot from this dude uh, i got in an argument with him about it because i was like dr strange wasn't that good and sam Raimi didn't really have that much range in my opinion or like they kind of steered his vision at points and told him to tone down he was like no he had the whole thing and then he got like really mad at me and like <laughs> called me an idiot <laughs> and stuff he was like crazy marvel guy anyway i didn't like it that much um i do really like a lot of the scenes in it and a lot of the stuff but the overarching narrative and the cgi especially which is kind of something that's just been going on in marvel the cgi in some movies are just really bad because they're having different teams do them different studios rest jobs or whatever what have you bad working conditions all that but um i really didn't like um i mean my coworker uh at the video store omar we're not a huge fan of dr strange as a character in general so mm. going into it I don't think him as a main character is really interesting, uh, but I like the idea of the multiverse, but they didn't really go into a multiverse. They went into like three set, three, like maybe three main set pieces and yeah. like six in total, but they only focused mm -hmm. on like really three. There was like some cool actions and stuff going on, like a lot of the move, the chase scene under the Illuminati. I'm going to spoil this movie, I don't care. Um, <laughs> Who hasn't like, seen it? Um, yeah. But like a lot of the characters' purposes and stuff like that just didn't make any sense to me um really in like a practical sense like it felt like very conventional to the storyline some of the characters decisions and they were very much contradicting previous statements they said maybe half an hour before in the movie without a real defiant change of heart that you saw happen with them and like i really liked a lot of the overarching stuff in the movie in the sense of like some of the visuals and like storytelling but like the story and the script as plot and its own just like fell so flat for me and like me and my girlfriend honestly left that theater super disappointed and i think you can definitely see the hangover happen from that movie as well in marvel because since then their movies have tanked a lot in their money compared to that because that was like the last one that got near a billion and then thor did really bad and then I don't even think anyone's come out of there. It's been TV shows. Black Panther. Yeah. Oh, Black yeah. Panther. Yeah, Black Panther's Black Panther. Everyone knows. Yeah. You'll see Black Panther. 
character. But even that one, like, isn't doing as good as they probably wanted. But but definitely, you saw a little dip after Doctor Strange, and I felt like that was the first one that they'd released that was, like, overarchingly, like, a lot of people were did not like it, and that's all people talked about. Because, like, maybe one of the last ones that you saw, I mean, before that was Eternals, and then maybe, like, Captain Marvel. But Captain Marvel and Game came out right after that, I think. Or was it Infinity War? Endgame. Uh, yeah. It was Endgame. And so people were like, Endgame's coming out. I don't really care about Captain Marvel being not what I wanted. Um, and then there was all those dumb talking points with it. But then, like, Eternals came out during COVID. And so people were like, oh, we can blame COVID on the numbers. And then yeah. Doctor Strange kind of was just like a nail. Like, oh, hey, yeah, <laughs> this kind of wasn't that good. Yeah. So that was no, probably, well, looking at everything I'd watched uh, at the bottom of my list, that's my like, <laughs> third lowest, fourth lowest movie. And mm-hmm. like the one I have right above that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is a bad movie, but I had fun because it was so bad. Compared okay. to Doctor Strange, I was just like, I don't like this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you were just talking about that one, I mean, I, I did enjoy it, but I, I did think it felt very studio pressure, very like, we need to insert this thing just for yeah like it felt like sam raimi had his movie but then they they mm-hmm. it was someone else's movie i don't get time. how someone like that person i was talking about who like works i say they work in the film industry they're mutual through like a film thing i was in but like i don't get how someone could say that like he had full reins like he really had things that he wanted in the movie elements like the zombie sequence and like crazy stuff like the whole like murder <laughs> scene with the certain characters like that was awesome i had so much fun with that but that you could definitely tell them to like grab him by the hood and pull him back. Like, gotta slow it down, buddy. You gotta yeah. tone it down a little bit. All, like, all ah. the Sam, Ra- that was really the best part. That was all the Sam Raimi stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, the, exactly. Like, the stuff you knew was his. It felt like the story he didn't really have a, a precise. He didn't really have a hand in as much yeah. as he should have. Like he probably had like, you know, some stuff in it, but he co-wrote it with someone. So I feel like they were the person yeah. that was tasked with keeping him on the narrative of leading into another movie because every. One of those has to lead into something greater or better or another thing. And so yeah. they kind of have that overlord watching it. And it was kind of like definitely a little fell flat for me. Yeah. Well, when you were just talking about that, you reminded me of a movie that I guess I didn't have the... Okay, I did have higher, pretty high expectations for it from, uh, you know, the hype of like the previous installment and the person behind it and... Whatnot. And you you reminded me of one of the more disappointing, which I will say was probably the most disappointing films I saw this year, which was Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're just that, hammering on Marvel first episode. Yeah, oh. unfortunately, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, we uh, don't want to hate on Marvel too much, but like, <clears throat> I think because I love Taika Waititi, I think the role, you know, like the behind the scenes, it looked like it was going to be like the fact that Thor Ragnarok was one of the best, yeah. you know, top 10 I would say, Marvel yeah. films. That was the movie that got me like really into Marvel to back into Marvel. Cause I yeah. kind of fell off when I got into high school for some reason, just stopped watching them. I think the last yeah. one I saw was like, maybe a, I was like right before, I think I was like Iron Man three or something. I don't know why I just didn't watch that much. I got really into TV when I was in middle school. Uh, <laughs> so I watched <laughs> a lot of shows. I watched like the wire and Friday night lights in like high school. So okay. Took a lot of my yeah. life breaking bad and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, Like, that's really the movie I saw at Third Street, R.I.P. And that, like, I was like, whoa, okay, these are really fun. Also, I really like Taika Waititi because What You Do in the Shadows was one of my favorite movies when I first saw it in 2014. I think that came out. I saw that. I love that one. That one was nice. Um, That's cool. 
but yeah like when i saw that i was like oh okay i'll go see this because he's directing it and i had a super fun time and yeah what happened with love and thunder kind of it was like this feels like almost Just, a parody of yeah a, a watiti movie the the way that um i think the best way i can sum it up was to steal from a youtube comment or somewhere else was someone said it, it's like they took all the things i hated about thor love or thor ragnarok and amped those things up to 11. yeah <laughs> like like i mean i did not hate korg i thought korg was a great little side mm. character for what he, his purpose was exactly a side relief even though the movie's very comedic yeah. in itself he was like the physical yeah. comedy in the movie yeah like his his use in that film was great yeah but then like they just made him too central of a character in this film and then the the endless screaming goats which the one thing i'll never be able to erase from my mind yeah i i watched <laughs> like an hour of that movie and also the reason that's not my most disappointing was because Doctor Strange came up before, and I was like, "Oh, that's not good." I have no faith in Thor and Love and Thunder. Actually, but you also probably had even more. I would say I was well, more maybe hyped more because I didn't really care about Doctor Strange um, as a character. Oh, okay. But I was like, "Oh, it's yeah. multiverse. It's got to be like really important because like the last thing that we had further the line was the Loki show, and so this is gonna be yeah. the next thing, and then nothing. It just didn't really further yeah. anything. It was like, "Oh, here's us in three universes out of the infinite possibility of universes." Go. Yeah, but yeah, Thor: Love and Thunder. I really was hyped for like in January, I guess. Mm. And then I watched a lot of the interviews, and it kind of just felt like they were kind of just like didn't really care. Like some of the interviews were like, "Oh yes, we have this this thing to signal to them, this thing for this group," and like they didn't really care about like elements in it. I guess mm. like the actual like continuation of what was really good with that. They're just like, "We're just gonna throw some things in that people like, and then kind of just do what we want." Because I got my paycheck. <laughs> Yeah, and these are my I know friends, and so we're just gonna hang out. Yeah, it it just definitely felt like they Taiko yeah. Aitide maybe got a little too much free reign, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, also in the worst way. Also, yeah, my one of my coworkers, he's like, I really like the ghost. I was like, that is like a joke from ten years ago. I'm sorry, that is like <laughs> millennial humor from like 2013 when Goat Simulator came out, and they had like the screaming Taylor Swift. Like, like oh, maybe God. one throwback joke that'd be funny, but then they kept popping up. It's like I don't. I think that like two people find this funny. Like, yeah, two like, percent of people <laughs> will be like, "Aha, that was my favorite joke ten years ago." Yeah, it's like humor's kind of harder for like I feel like the younger generations though, kind of like closer to me because I'm like on the cusp of like Gen Z and millennial, and so it's like for these people in like the fast paced like comedic era that it is now with like TikTok and all that stuff. Um, a lot of the jokes, if they're like anything that is like too far back and it hasn't become meta yet, or if it's something that just hasn't become meta because it wasn't funny in the first place, or it was like a throwaway thing in the first place, like people do not think it's funny. Yeah, that's why a lot. I, I feel like yeah. comedy is like kind of harder nowadays. Just yeah, it's like mm -hmm. it's hard to tap into like the crowd because there's so many different generations that have a different comedic taste. Yeah, comedy is like the the one genre that's having a really hard time. Just yeah. <laughs> Like, especially because people have such different mm. senses of humor. And it feels like movies are just using um, comedy in them now. Yeah. Just because mm -hmm. they're like, hey, we can't make a comedy movie. We can throw funny bits in it. Like a movie that we yeah. will talk about eventually, Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's see. Guilty Pleasure? Oh, Guilty Pleasure? We can do Guilty Pleasure. Um, Was that one Or we do you want to talk about, like, your, like... I mean, I mean, I could throw two into Guilty Pleasure, like... I can go for that. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, like for guilty pleasure, like a movie I know a lot of people won't like, but I really like, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, 
like or just a sort of a trashy movie yeah. but you love it like you know, i said like... texas chainsaw but i wouldn't put that as like my one i was just like i don't know it's it's bad but it's kind of funny um but like i really yeah. love christmas bloody christmas because i love joe begos and all his dumb crappy does. there you go so he, all joe begos if you don't know who he is he made two movies vfw um mm. and bliss he also made movies before that but those are like my favorite and kind of like his modern era of stuff it's all like practical mm. effects, very 80 centric, a lot of neon, a lot of color, a lot of blood, a lot of swearing. Just feels like someone real, grew up in the 80s and just making movies based on what they saw. And that's like all they've ever seen. Yeah. And so <laughs> Christmas Bloody Christmas is essentially Terminators are like a thing in the army. And they're like, oh, hey, the war is over. Let's throw them as mall Santas at these like mm. places. And then they revert their programming and just start killing. And that's the plot of the movie. And it's like 80, 85 <laughs> minutes long. It came out like a week after um, Violent uh, Night. And so people accidentally would mm. see it. It was super funny. Uh, the showing that I went to, like one couple came and they totally probably went to the wrong movie. But yeah. Oh, people God. get like curb stomped. All practical effects. It's so over the top. There's like crazy sex scene. And it's kind of like flips it on the head of like what they kind of are for tropes. At least gender wise, so it's like a female lead, and like it's more about her and everything. Like, I really like that part, and it was just a fun movie and just so over the top and dumb. Yeah, uh, Guilty Pleasure is a tough one for me because for the most part, I try to watch like when I'm trying to watch films, I really try to seek out films that I think are gonna actually be good or, or have been that like received well enough, yeah, to like. To will me to go out and check the only thing, out. but if I was the I, only thing that like okay. really took me away from that was like working at the video store because I'd walk around like when I first started working there and I just grab movies off the like oh the cover looks cool in this I've never heard of this and just watch it yeah yeah and like um like if I had to say one movie that I kind of in on paper kind of like you might look at it as possibly a guilty pleasure mm. but was also surprisingly just like pretty well mm. made. I think actually Violent Night might be. The That's thing. what I thought you were gonna say after I like I said that I was like, oh, don't like that. Yeah, that movie was just fun. I mean, you know, there's a lot of problems with it, and like story wise, like oh, there's this, this, and this, but like, it's Home Alone. Just the fact that they. Right, right. Yeah, the fa- like that's where I look at it as more of a guilty pleasure because they they acknowledge those mm. two movies. They 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 went as far as to like they knew what they were making and they just wanted to like make the best version of yeah, that movie. Yeah, exactly. You know, like. They knew it, like they tried to make it intentionally cheesy, like the whole like, hey, get ready for some seasoned beatings. You know, like all of those lines were cheesy, yeah. but they were intentionally. It wasn't like the film yeah. itself was just like that cold open. You, know? <laughs> you just exactly like you exactly that like, sets the tone for the movie. Like, oh, okay. To me, that's a perfect guilty pleasure movie because I can see it being a movie that I do watch maybe once yeah. a year going forward. Like, and also a movie that could end up becoming like a franchise of of like you could make that movie into so that. You could keep that mm-hmm. going, and but like sw- swap it on its head. It's no longer Die Hard. It's like it's this exactly. You know? If you to borrow, like it's a different thing. Movies, you can kind of like mix it around too, and be like, oh, this is this exactly this now, because that's like how a lot of reviewers review movies now. Oh, it's Die Hard meets Home Alone, you know. And so yeah. if you're kind of going for like that popcorny, it's not good, but it's like a fun movie. It's not like or not not good, but like cinema. You know, it's not art. It's just a fun right. time, and like that's what like. Christmas building, Christmas and Violet Night were for me. It's just a dumb, fun time. Yeah. I know it's not and I think high I, art. I know it's not supposed to be something that is revered, but it's just fun to enjoy. I think that's become, to me, fun has become the most underrated 
thing about cinema. exactly like, especially with a lot of like, like the, fun. the nominated stuff like last couple of years like some of those movies are just so sad like that are nominated and like some of them just aren't good sad like there's sad movies that i've seen this year like one of my favorite sad movies is like i mean like decision to leave that movie is like vertigo elements of like thriller and like all that and just like rips you apart and you're like fuck ow that mm -hmm. hurt i saw that before work that wasn't fun why did i do that <laughs> but it's like such yeah. a you know such an experience to watch that and just like be controlled by the image of the director but like we need a lot more refreshing stuff especially i feel like a lot of those movies that dominated the award shows during covid were sad movies in a time where we kind of needed mm -hmm. something that wasn't as grim <laughs> like yeah. the year what's it called one um Parasite? No. Or, oh, Nomad, Nomadland? Like the year Nomadland. Nomadland's depressing. Well, that, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Father. You want to watch a movie about a guy with dementia? Oh, hey, Sound of Metal. I think I really like Sound of Metal. That's about a movie losing his I hearing. I love Sound of Metal. Like, probably like three of, the, three of the higher rated movies that you're like, come on. It's just like, throw something in nice. They were all, they were yeah. all hard to watch. Like, like I really yeah. like that, but like, you know, I feel like in those years, I didn't watch a lot of award nominated shows because I was seeking out a more variety of emotions i wanted for my films yeah and so i'm not saying like the award shows need to nominate like this dumb movie but like it's nice to have more of those dominate the not box office but just theaters now that we're going back into theaters it's, or have been for a while the crowd yeah, like, my favorite okay yeah so for like the year before that, 2020 one of my favorite <laughs> movies was spree we could have a whole conversation yeah. about that and then like 2021 <laughs> which was was that the year Nomadland? Or no, yeah. So the spree was like the Nomad Land. Twenty twenty. And then like last year, I loved Kid Detective. Was like one of my favorite movies, which that does have dark elements, but it's so fun. So like just stuff like that, you know. I I just think you know like movies that know what they are and just try to try to play to their strengths exactly. in that way. I think that's actually really hard to do, and when they can pull mm -hmm. it off, it's actually really that's what makes those ones mm -hmm. so enjoyable is they're because they're more than just fun they are well done in that way they're just not well done as a like a, as a full-fledged movie is trying to be in terms of the cinematography the production design the the writing the story like not everything isn't firing mm -hmm. on all cylinders but the things that are that they're going for mm -hmm. are you know yeah i feel like um, it's hard for some directors to be unapologetically like them and have that control as well with the studio be like i'm gonna do this crazy dumb thing and like a lot of them don't have that th yeah and i think this year there was so many i would just to keep the word going fun yeah. movies like we had bullet train we had the incredible weight of yeah. massive the unbearable yeah. weight of massive talent like movies that were just so much fun and like you like i think i'm i'd be i watched a lot of films with with friends at my place you know you mm -hmm. included like i enjoyed having those movies where you watching a lot more films with exactly people and those tend those tend to be the movies you end up watching again with mm -hmm. other people, the ones that are a little more fun. You know, like I think you and I could probably watch Sound of Metal together, yeah. but how often are you gonna be able to like invite all your friends over? Hey guys, you wanna exactly. watch Sound of Metal? There's not, you know, like... like the party movies, you know, the movies to watch with a bunch of different people, it's kinda harder, like Yeah. Yeah. And uh last one but, I would say to that, even though I didn't enjoy it as much as yeah. you did, I didn't like it as much. The menu, definitely one of those. Yeah. I'd see for me, I th I like the menu so much, but I also consider it like very yeah. well done as a whole. But I I do well see done. where there are some aspects of it that <laughs> that's a food joke, <laughs> food pun. Um, but yeah, so 
uh, I guess let's lead into the uh, favorites. You go first. You already know what mine is. <laughs> well, spoiler alert! I did a I did a best of the year video. Yeah, what did you say? I forget. No, you don't I remember that because I remember you put everything everywhere all at once at number two. Yeah. Two. Oh, you said uh, Top Gun. And that. Yeah. I said Top Gun Maverick. And that was a very very Decision. tough impossible yeah. choice. I haven't had I haven't had this hard of a time picking my favorite movie of the year in yeah I, don't know I can how see long. that uh, I it, at any day I could pick one of those films over the other one it just happened to be Top Gun yeah. Maverick that day and I think and I think the main reason I picked that there was two two reasons first reason was because upon second viewing for both films I think Top Gun Maverick even though it wasn't in theaters and it wasn't as amazing. It was still I still enjoyed the film just I mean it was it yeah. was still amazing, but you know, just the theatrical experience. That was the best theatrical experience. Yeah, I've had it's like otherworldly last year. And um it it was still great at home, but I also felt the film itself to me did not my my opinion of the film didn't change in that I still loved it just as much, maybe even more. Yeah. Right. Everything everywhere all at once, I had a I had a good theatrical experience. I wish there was more people because it could have yeah, been more fun. Exactly, it was yeah. really good. And I and, and I did love that film. Like I was rooting for it for mm-hmm. this whole year. And I'm so glad yeah. it's getting so much attention. Yeah, especially work. when it came out. Um and then the only my only thought was when I saw it again, it didn't quite have the same level of an impact mm. on me the first time. It still impacted me and I still loved it. But I just felt like Maybe I liked it just a teeny tiny bit less. Maybe the hype had dived down or something. You know, there was just something yeah. that was just not quite the same level of enthusiasm as that that first. Because that first time you see that film, you're never going to get yeah. that experience again. You know, right? it's just like you, you know, a mile a minute. And um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just like it's such a visual like treat. And you know, I've only seen it like one and a half times because my mom didn't finish it the second time. But um. <laughs> like I saw it with a great crowd. I saw it at a sold out, almost sold out, like at the Rialto. So mm. 30, 20, 30 people in the theater, and it was a lot of mixed crowd. Nice. You could hear people crying. You could hear people happy. All different ages because Rialto mm. was just like everyone. And it was like a, it was just so fun. And I definitely want to rewatch it. I feel like that one definitely. I feel like you could watch Top Gun Maverick more closer together multiple different times and enjoy it just from like an action standpoint where everything everywhere all at once has a very impactful emotional scenes that you might get tired out on depending on when and how close you see them together and i can definitely see the rewatchability in closeness being harder for that movie Mm, yeah and i think maybe that was the only Mm. thing like there are so many things i i love about everything everywhere that were still great upon second viewing and I don't know. Like, yeah, it was, it's just like I said, like, I, oh, my second reason, my second reason is that with the way the movie industry is going, Top Gun Maverick, I said this in my video, it, we, we needed Top Gun Maverick, Mm. movie theaters needed Top Gun Maverick. We needed a movie this year that was going to, bring movie theaters back bring people and back especially to a demographic I don't, a movie it, that isn't a marvel one obviously because spider-man obviously was huge but exactly like, that's a very specific movie that everybody that is closely into anything like that but there hasn't been a like a you know a non-marvel blockbuster since like covid happened and so there was definitely something needing to bring people in to kind of revitalize those theaters that wasn't spider-man yeah and so um 
I th yeah, the, the the way the industry is going now, we have so much like studios don't know whether to put something on streaming or to put it in theaters. We needed a movie like that to remind people, like especially studios, like you can make plenty of money in the movie theaters, and people yeah. will come out and see it if you make a quality crowd pleaser, you know, just well done film. You know, it, people will show up. You know, there's there's all sorts of reasons, and that can be another discussion sometime. But um, anyway, yeah, that was. I love yeah, both yeah. of those Obviously, films, though. Everything everywhere, all I want to be nine. I, I hope. Um, I don't think there's. And you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, right? Don't hate me. I was gonna go see it in so, theaters in December. I don't think it'll be my favorite. I do think it'll be like top five. I think at this point, it's probably been overhyped yeah. enough to where you. Might I was. Just I not... missed the original run but, just because it was my uh, final semester, and like I was so busy watching movies for class. And so I yeah. was doing. Yeah, it was summer semester, and I was doing like. 12 units in two months or something like that and i was like i don't have time and then i just like yeah. i didn't i didn't see nope in theaters i was really sad about that but me and my girlfriend just like never made it to theaters as much as we wanted to this summer i did not see that many movies this summer yeah that's okay you will you you'll you'll get to see it maybe you just i might just go buy the Oscars. Okay, there you like go this week or next week and go watch it yeah i know i'll probably want to watch it again yeah. um but yeah, yeah everything everywhere all at once is my favorite um great movie to see with people um, it's definitely like emotional and it definitely plucks at certain strings um <clears throat> especially if you're affected by those and um uh that was definitely a movie that like had a lot of things that i really love but also just i love the daniels um i didn't get to meet them but i got to meet mm -hmm. uh they did swiss army man and i got to meet the guy who did the music for it because he was one of my favorite artists and he did some shows up here in the bay area andy hole and so i got to meet him and he was like oh yeah we're up i did the show because we're I was up in the movie filming it up there, blah blah blah, and that's super cool. And he was super, I, yeah, yeah. I totally forgot and that he was a, uh, he was super cool. He's the camera guy in that movie for like a scene at the end with the news crew, and um, but yeah, he did nice. the whole soundtrack for that movie. He's an awesome guy, um, and uh, that's when I really started liking them. I saw, um, I think what's it called, the death of Dick Long. That movie was directed by or written by mm -hmm. one of them, but I liked that. It wasn't anything insane, but yeah, and then. I was super hyped for this, especially because they announced the cast, and you're like, wait, it's that guy from Temple of Doom and Goonies. Goonies also filmed up <laughs> in the same area near where Cesare Man was filmed, fun fact. Um, and I thought that that was like super cool. I love Michelle Yeoh from like, Crouching Tiger and Dragon, right? Okay. <laughs> I was like, yep. I was like, hopefully I'm not um, speaking. But yeah, the whole story behind well, it too just made it yeah. really fun. And that movie also got hyped up for me, and then I saw it like a month after it came out. Like that movie, yeah, it they yeah. definitely it had a lot of hype, but mm -hmm. that it definitely lived up to it. It and, was just yeah, that was um, that was so fun. It was crazy. I, I don't really want to talk anything about it. Just like a roller coaster of emotions, super funny, all this crazy stuff. Probably the best way to do multiverse in any way. Yeah, I don't know if we'll see something. Yeah, yeah, but top that yeah, ever. <laughs> like it was just insane. But they also, um, I think. All right, what was I gonna say? Like the um, <laughs> yeah, just the sheer. Okay, I, this is not what I was gonna say, but just like the sheer level of creativity mm -hmm. on screen. exactly, like it's the you most creative film I've probably ever seen. Imagination and like the the just like the touch and like the the image of the directors and writers from Dan the Daniels in like every frame. Like there were so many things in everything which really encompasses the title of the movie. It's just like every frame, there's something going on. And you're just like, you're just so engrossed 
it just pulled in by the movie. That was the wrong term for it. But yeah, you're just pulled in by the movie because there's so much going on. And it's kind of funny because the movie kind of just takes place in like two locations outside of like a lot of the visual effects. Um, but it's like there's so much going on outside of that and like in that. And like they can do so much in their element. And it was like just insane. Shows like the immense creativity that you can like throw into something. And it wasn't even that expensive to make. It was like five or $10 million and they made like over a hundred million dollars. It was wow. insane. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like twenty yeah, million. It was like yeah, yeah they made so much. So they money made yeah, it was like so good. There are definitely people I that like per, per per theater can further the creativeness of like filmmaking as like a blending of genres and like push the limits of a lot of different things. And that's what was really fun about that. I just hope they continue exactly. just to they keep making things like that. Well. Yeah. Well, we hope everyone watching yes. will see both of those movies yes. eventually. <laughs> they they are definitely, you know, the, the movie's most yeah. worth so watching. So I think now that it's year. probably better to talk about yeah. the movie that we recently saw with the time limit we're at um, than sure. talk about the upcoming Golden Globe, which I feel like a reaction. Yeah. Yeah, let's save, let's save the Golden yeah. Globes for the reaction, especially because... Who knows how many people watching this are actually yeah, going to watch the Yeah, I feel like the Globes, Globes okay. is like kind of like a more of a mid-note, not a footnote, but like, a, you know, kind of like, oh, it's there. But like, it's kind of, it's barely above, like, the Gotham's and like the Spirit Awards at this point, which people will have way more fun at. Yeah. And like, you know, the, what's it called? The one where all the, the SAG Awards, like, those are ones I really respect yeah. and I like looking at after. And we'll all talk about those after they come out and might be like, oh, this is a good thing, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, Golden Globes has definitely like lost its flame. And so it's definitely, we'll, we'll talk about it yeah. in, minutes in the next episode. A better it'll reaction. Be, it'll be though, interesting I to think. see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, yeah exactly. We'll, we'll react Oscars, to it. Our sure. yearly hate watch. But yeah. Why didn't you nominate Perfect <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, don't, don't get me started. We'll, we'll have that rant eventually. We'll just have a, we'll dedicate a whole episode of the of the of the yeah. mile minute movie make a, make a just really cringy like song that? by the both of us where we just like oh send my. like death threat to like the Oscars. <laughs> we'll have my roommate play piano in the background for the song. All right, so I think I know what movie yeah. you're referring to, the one we just watched for free. together. <clears throat> so we recently yes, saw, saw Babylon. <laughs> yes, and Lucas. It's so cool. He works on movie theaters, so he yes. was able to get me yeah, free tickets. The video store. I mean, while I was working at the video store and my other job, which I work for a nondescript National Basketball Association team. Um, that no one has ever heard of. Yes. <laughs> Based on our geolocation, you pretty much figure that out. But um, So, yeah, those are like my two jobs. <laughs> doing that, but... well, it could be, it could be uh, yeah. one of three. Yeah, <laughs> one of four, actually. stuff I do, so... Actually working in the industry with a graduate student well, degree in it, what? Or a bachelor's, I mean. But yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, working no, there, I just pick up random hours, and we saw Babylon. The, the people behind us sucked. They were annoying old people. But outside of that, the movie was great. It just, like, very much encompasses the two eras that they're talking about, but also is one of the funniest movies I've seen this year. It is so fun, mm, and then mm -hmm. it turns into like this drama, and then just like the really weird ending that it has. It's just insane. It really, it really went like all over the place in like the best way to me. Like there was, yeah, like you, like you were like you were saying the the first hour or so is so over the top and fast and just 
crazy and funny and then and then it takes a steep as soon as the silent era hits as soon as they yeah as soon as that sorry, jazz comes out don't watch that movie it has blackface. <laughs> and it, it, <laughs> as soon as the um uh like yeah the sound stage scene where where it gets so quiet and slows down yeah. and then uh, it does get loud again in that moment but um i really like how they they transitioned from all those different elements and then there's some really like crazy out there fun yeah, scenes like with like snake a snake scene, and margot robbie the, um, yeah and, cameo that's kind of like the end of boogie nights with the oh, truck scene and it's yeah, it felt like we were watching barbarian again yeah and, and everything's kind of obviously and then, one of the big detractors from the movie that people or critics are saying like it's not real it's whatever the two two main things i just say to that is like i know a lot of critics romanticize that era and seeing a vision like that of it is very not something that they would like at all and it might just throw them off especially right at the beginning with all the stuff that they throw at you i find it disgusting depraved and just all this stuff but what's his name uh no, the guy who directed it. Brad Pitt? No. I don't know. Oh, the Chazelle. director? I was going to say Sean. Damien Chazelle. I blinked on his name so bad. But um, <laughs> said he over-exaggerated a lot of things that were going on, but it's still like a somewhat image of what was going on. But the main thing with that movie is just, the, just how fun it is to watch the adventure of a lot of these people in the first half and the comedic elements. And then you pull you into these characters through the comedy. And once it slows down, you're kind of watching, okay, how is this going to play out now that like all this fun and just like glorious times that they're having are now over and they're kind of like fighting for their work and a lot of the side stories are fun too like the african-american yeah. uh trumpet guy he's fucking hilarious Jazz, yeah <laughs> i'm gonna hit you in the face with this trumpet and maybe if i hit you in those fat lips you'll learn how to play the sax right see what he does to me see what see what he does to me. <laughs> they have like the time jumps in that the pacing is great, <laughs> but you still have the same characters doing like similar things. But like, ah, oh, there's so there's so much fun. Um, before you say, anything, yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, I didn't realize Spike Jones was the fucking German yeah. director. That was Spike Jones. Oh, really? That was hilarious. I was like, I was like, oh, he's he looks mm. his face is way more similar I than I remember it. I don't yeah. know if I've seen what he looks like before. Like, producer yeah. extraordinaire. Well, I do producer know that extraordinaire was that. Yeah. Well, I do know that, um, like, yeah, I think the way the film was structured was so interesting to me because, you, you know, like for a three hour movie, you really need to yeah, exactly. justify that length. Right. And it really did in the first half with how fast that went. The first, mm -hmm. the first hour goes by incredibly fast. And then, and then I felt like, it was the perfect time to slow like the way they slowed it down was perfect because i was like ready to just like i was ready to like breathe and just like mm -hmm. dial into these characters and like and and i really like how they they kind of surprisingly show you a lot of different people and different mm -hmm. backgrounds and different struggles you know because they're all representations of different of different um cultures yeah. and, and things that people went to like uh, i think we were talking about how like margot robbie's character is um partially like you could of, see like, influences yeah. or judy uh, inspiration from like judy garland or there, like influenced by her and then they said some other ones i i can't think off the top of my head but a lot of the people that were in like the yeah they called like the the like dance crazy movies from the 20s 
yeah, a lot of those like yeah, yeah, that, like and, very much followed her narrative. But like um, yeah, on that too, um, I feel like another reason for like maybe some people I don't like it. I don't know. It's about early Hollywood, and two of the characters are white. <laughs> that are the main characters and i feel like mm. all you see about that era is kind of the just like all oh, the glorious days with uh all the actors that you know and stuff but then they focus on like the african-american musician they focus on uh the mayfei wong inspired character or is that yeah mayfei wong, mayfei wong? i think that's yeah. the real lady's name i think so. um because yeah, yeah, the character is like Zhao. Zhao. um oh. and mayfei wong is the real character yeah that she's kind of based off and then um, the main guy, he's a, a Mexican immigrant um, that, like, gets always wanted to be moving, yeah. I guess, in the industry, and you follow him. And so, like, he's the, essentially the main character for the whole movie. And so, like, that's not really something that you'd see in any movie that was made around that time, because a lot of those were characterized as very typecast characters in any of the cinema that they were doing. And you kind of see with their character's journey, once Hollywood kind of catches up onto, like, oh, now we have to listen to these people talk, maybe we should do something different with the people that a lot of America doesn't want to see, especially if we're going to try to market this movie in the South. And they kind of do that in the movie, where a lot of the people get out of that because now it's more character-driven than it was, like, before, at least, in a certain aspect. Yeah. Yeah, um... And I just, I think all the characters yeah. had really interesting journeys. It's, it's, it becomes a pretty sad film. And like you said, by the end of it, um, it does have, it does leave a lot. Yeah, there's a lot to, up to interpretation. Yeah, in a way, and in, then there's in, also in a good just way. a lot to think about after the movie. Like, there's a lot of things, like a lot of, all the characters have yeah. a definite ending. You know what happens to them. But mm-hmm. like, it's definitely yeah. like really interesting to see like the multiple aspects of it and definitely start thinking about like, oh, how did this become that? And like, the journey of these people are just so interesting. It's like the characters are just so intriguing. All the side characters are great. I was so surprised by Damien Chazelle's wife. Um, like she'd been in some other movies. She was so fun. She's like oh. was one of my favorite characters in that movie as the female director, which was a big thing in Hollywood at the time. They had just female directors because no one cared about directors as much. It's mostly the writers and the actors because it was the star system back then. And then when the 30s kind of come they're like eh, let's kind of push them out a little bit more you know and then kind of like when the 40s came directors Frank Capra all of them became like the drawing name as well as that uh, not, not to forget to say Alfred Hitchcock sorry about that <laughs> yeah no yeah that's like a really good point I think that they they the one thing I really like is even though like you said like like they're showcasing characters that we didn't see, or you know, backgrounds and and representing mm-hmm. people that we didn't see a lot of in that era. Yeah, they were they were there, and but the film didn't feel like they were. Yeah, they weren't like pushing anything that was pushing. Like, oh, you were just following people like represent- to follow, and there were people that were actually there. Yeah, like I didn't. I never. I never was watching the film going like. Yeah. Well, that doesn't seem realistic, or that doesn't seem. This seems like you're just, you know, exactly. like you just want representation. Like exactly. it, it didn't feel it like, didn't feel like um about agenda. If you're like one of those people that cares about that, it just felt like you're following characters that were actually there and they were giving you a variety of them. They felt real. Them isn't yeah a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, and they like, they felt like real people. Like, I mean, all of them are based on like real people that existed in that era, and like a mixture of some of them but like a lot of them too kind of just get dragged into the hollywood because they're oh hey we're in la for some reason in the 20s what else is there to do and in the i think what really 
stood out too, which is probably why I never felt that way either, is because the performances yeah. from each of them were excellent. You know, they were all so good. It, like even the people that I loved and like the people that I knew were going to be good. Honestly, like if I was to rank the film just by the the performances, I wouldn't even put like yeah, Brad Diego Pitt and Margot really Robbie good. at the top. Um, I just looked up his name, so that's the only reason I know. But like he hadn't really been in anything. Is it a lot of like uh, yeah telenovelas and like Spanish language films? A lot that did not come over here. Like he was very very unknown. He's a uh... and I loved I loved some of the smaller roles. Like I loved just even like yeah, like Samara um, Weaving's. You would... character. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that they had her and Margot Robbie in the same movie finally. <laughs> Emma Stone. Was it Margot Robbie, I think? Uh, Emma Stone was supposed to be. Emma Stone was supposed Margot to Robbie be that Robbie. character? Because she had a conflict. I do not. Um, I did not I know the backstory. You're making me think that you, you to briefly go back yeah, to Margot everything Robbie. everywhere. We didn't she was supposed touch to be originally played by Emma Stone. To briefly... Honestly. Wow, I cannot see Emma Stone in that role now. Yeah. I mean, I can, but I can't. Like, I, you know, but uh, I wanted to touch, I was going to comment on everything everywhere, how yeah. Aquafina was originally supposed to be There was Stephanie, a lot of, it was a, it was a year Sue. of, like, Her? the other actor, yeah. the second choice being the better choice for the one mm. that needs something, like, more. Yeah. Or just a great, a Jackie great Chan replacement. Or whatever. Be, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, character. But I think he read the script and followed. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, Jackie Chan is homophobic. So, um, uh, I mean, yeah, well, there goes my you, childhood. You don't, look, don't look at Jackie Chan's daughter. <laughs> what happened with that? <laughs> oh no! Uh-oh. Yeah, I will not. Um, uh, well, yeah, I feel like there's yeah. a lot more I could talk about. It's that definitely, movie, it's but definitely one that is. I, I feel getting not the credit it deserves. Because, or just like not the reviews it deserves, because the critics are definitely skewed. And then I know a lot of audiences are probably walking into that theater, seeing the first 10 minutes and walking out and be like, this is disgusting. Because like, if you're like a <laughs> person that's really into like religion or something and you don't like a lot of the, or whatever, and you just don't like a lot of nudity or like a lot of like disgusting things on the screen, there's a lot of that in the movie especially in the first 10 minutes and so anybody like that would probably just like go inside and be like this is horrible i, know. I can i can totally see why people yeah that, but like so but the movie's definitely not for you yeah yeah it i i, I do think it's a movie that's yeah. going to gain more traction as time goes on and, and be remember and be remembered um in a positive yeah. light so definitely, we'll see how we'll see totally you never know it's like the box office of movies like that you know there's a lot of movies that bomb and who cares about the box office movie like that? Definitely, it would have been hard to make a right. What, exactly, that's like the, at least two hundred million or something to make its money back. That'd have been hard because it was like, yeah, as a perfect example of a movie that yeah. like you know like box offices and everything. So, well, let's see. I don't Is there think anything so, we can uh, wrap up on, or do you think, I think we that already does it? About a lot of our. Oh well, we should we should touch base on what oh, we're yeah. going to plan to see. So this week we're week. both gonna see Megan. I don't think we're seeing it together though. Oh, we might. Yes, we might. I, I, I the jury yes, is out, but I, at the moment I'd like to see it with you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that would yeah. be a, that would probably be what That'll we be, review what's today? next Monday? time. So, yeah. 
that's a good time to do release these episodes at least too is mondays day after the box office weekend you know yeah mondays are thursdays but True. Uh, yeah, yeah uh so. we've seen megan um i know so, in two weeks already have a movie planned up that i'm gonna see which is skinamarink i don't know you probably yes i just Roxy heard is of this i literally it was, just um, heard of this for so the, the first movie time got, like uh just a quick synopsis of not to go on too long but movie got released on line illegally i think through um uh, it was in like a movie festival and people watched it. They're like, this movie's crazy. It's this crazy, like, backroomsy kind of kids. Essentially, the plot it's a really weird found footage, not found footage, but like shot like on VHS and stuff like that. Really weird visuals. Kids go up to get like water at night, two kids. Yeah. They try to go back to their room and their room's gone and they're stuck in this house with no windows or doors and ways out. And it's this supposed to be like crazy scary. I had a couple friends that watched it and they said it was like super super good really good like creepy horror movie and so it finally got picked up by someone which was Shutter. Okay. i don't know who's actually releasing it but Shutter got the streaming rates and uh it's going to be put in theaters this week uh coming 15th i think the 12th the 12th or the 13th i think is yeah it's well, going to be uh yeah, it's going to be in thursday friday this weekend yeah. or next weekend and so i'm definitely going to see that with my girl cool. so nice yeah Definitely, yeah, well, I'm definitely uh, going to see Megan. And... We'll have probably next time <laughs> because we'll probably see a couple. Um, yeah. And then uh, I think the only other thing is the last movie you saw. You could talk about, just say, say what that was. Yeah, last movie that you saw. Was it Babylon? Last movie that I saw? Um, No. Yeah. I don't even know if you're aware of what I last saw. Um, but was it a different movie? Um. No, the very last movie that I watched was oh, nice. the original Willow. Yeah, and uh... never seen it before. And yeah, it. So actually, that's a lie. <laughs> when I was like in my wee young years, um, I was in daycare, and we put this movie on at some point, and I was terrified by it. Because in the very beginning, there's a scene where these boars are attacking a mother as a baby. Oh yeah, is in a like a, a basket going through going through the river, and the mother is just being attacked, and it just like fades out on the mother being attacked by these boars. And as a child, I remember being so scared by that and so like confused. And the the beginning was just so strange. And uh, anywho, I kind of blocked that movie out of my memory yeah. and avoided it my entire life. Uh, so I decided to watch it for the first time because yeah, I guess it's you know it's popular right now with the new sequel. So yeah, the series. Um, I enjoyed parts of it. It was um, the performances by yeah. you know like you know Warwick Davis is great in it. He, his 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 whole character and Willow himself was just a, like a fun character and like I liked you know his I guess village and just like everything about him. I think the rest of the movie does have its it hasn't aged very well it has um the the you know the effects have definitely taken a dive the the music is by james horner i've heard he's of like him. one of the most one of the I... more famous composers um he passed away in 2015 i looked him up after this um i was very oh, yeah. I, the music is great in willow it was really well done um val kilmer is in it and he was fun he had a really like ridiculous yeah. character mad martigan um but 
I, let's just say this. Yeah. I watched the movie in two parts, <laughs> two separate nights. So it wasn't exactly, a movie that I felt yeah. compelled to like was, really invest a lot uh, of we'll time in. We'll probably do this at the beginning you know, of the next episode. Just be like, oh, what do you watch recently? Because now we've introduced what we're going to do, but I just wanted to preface. But Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for me, last movie I watched was the 1992 yeah. Native American horror movie. I think that's the right year. Uh, Clear Cut, 1991. Um, it is a movie by a Polish director set in Canada, and it's about a Native American guy um, that they have a white lawyer. Um, he's trying to help them defend and get their land back or at least keep the lumber company off their land and they kind of fail and there's protests and stuff and then this one guy one of the native americans he's um decides to kidnap the guy who runs the lumber company and torture him in a way similar to how they are torturing the land and and it's not that graphic i thought it would be more graphic there's like a skinning scene on like part of his body but not like his whole body but uh it was really interesting it's very methodical talking about okay. kind of like the treatment of that and also a lot of native american lore in that like you learn certain things about characters they're not real they might be a spirit of some sorts blah 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 it was pretty cool it was a uh, very much didn't, oh, okay. feel that, didn't feel the budget really short it's like 90 minutes maybe like 88 minutes i started it like a month ago and i forgot Okay. I didn't finish it because I fell asleep, and then I just rewatched it like yesterday. And they, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Nice. I had fun. Classic. It was, uh, it was definitely fun. I really like nice. American, like South American cinema. So a lot of it does really cool things, especially with their, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot, a lot. With, uh, the spirits and all that. Definitely more connectivity mm. with, uh, and, and not connectivity, but like having a base that you can like dive into spiritually, which I think is really cool. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot I still need to check out that I haven't seen. Uh, clear um, but cut. yeah, that, it the, has, what, what was that um, one the called? The main Native American guy in the movie is in Clear Cut. Let me look it up. Graham Greene. He was in Dances with Wolf and like Thunderheart and Die Hard with a Vengeance. And... Oh, he's still acting. Oh, okay. He was in Green Mile. Hmm. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Hollywood actor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So I guess that might wrap up episode nice. one. Well. Episode. <laughs> what's the what's the subtitle? It's got to be Star Wars. <laughs> Episode one. The. What, what? <laughs> the Babylonian. No. <laughs> the Mandalorian. Babylon. I don't know. <laughs> joke, yeah. The Babylon. There you go. No. Well, yeah, that sounds good. I think we can wrap it up here. I'll. Um, say that next yeah. week we'll look forward to talking to you guys about yeah. megan and our, so giving our glo- we'll golden globe reactions and just because it's a big one um, some other stuff but yeah definitely for yeah that'll come up soon talk about megan definitely uh if we've seen anything else um i don't think we'll assign a film yet but i think next week we'll assign a film that we're going to watch for the episode after that so if you want to watch it with us you can do that with next episode or you can watch Megan yes. and you can ask us <laughs> Very some questions clearly talking about in the comments. See. Yeah, so yeah, if you <laughs> and... see Megan, definitely comment down below what you think about it. And <laughs> I think that's it outside of I am Lucas, also L-U-G-U-R-E films on Instagram. I'm probably going to change my name to that on YouTube right now. So that'll be it. 
Nice. And of course, you guys know me, Dylan, of course, Diligent Picks. Yes. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Yeah, exactly. Um, we've been wanting to do this for a while, and we finally decided yeah, so to just pull the trigger hope, and get well, it done. I think I, think I definitely so. had a, you know, it was good. And so we'll probably hopefully continue this, and hopefully we hear a lot back from people here because that'd be the main thing is that we just want to talk to you guys about yeah. all this stuff. So hopefully hear, hear a lot of things <laughs> would be good. Yeah. Definitely note, definitely let us know what you guys think. And if you have any suggestions or yeah, anything, I'm just I know my lighting so wasn't very we'll good today. Figure that out so. one day. But Hey, you know, humble beginnings. You never know. So exactly. Well, we will say good night to you guys. Uh, good morning. Good, good afternoon. Uh, have a have a great rest of your. Yes, great. And we'll probably get this up hopefully tomorrow. Hopefully. We'll see. See Megan if you yeah. have money or and the we'll, chance. We'll see you. <laughs> right. Have a great Friday the Thirteenth, ah! everyone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I will say goodbye to everyone and good night. <laughs> With a nice wave. <laughs>